Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. The Chicago Park District is paying a high price for failing to protect its young female lifeguards. My colleague Dan Mihalopoulos has been following the consequences. Back in 2021, WBEZ revealed widespread allegations of sexual harassment, abuse, and even assault at the city's public beaches and pools. The scandal led to the resignations of top Park District officials and criminal charges against lifeguard supervisors. Since then, the Park District has quietly settled claims from three young women. Settlement agreements WBEZ obtained show the Park District has paid out nearly $2 million in those three cases, and a fourth lawsuit was filed in June. It's pending in Cook County Circuit Court. The Chicago City Council this morning is scheduled to take up Mayor Brandon Johnson's pick for police superintendent. Last month, Mayor Johnson nominated CPD counterterrorism chief Larry Snelling. According to a city council panel Friday, Snelling vowed more training and wellness programs for officers. And my colleague Chip Mitchell reports Snelling urged the public to partner with the police to help recruit cops and fight crime. I actually heard someone say the other day at a meeting, imagine a world without the police. I would like to be a part of that world. But in order to imagine a world without police, I have to imagine a world without murder, without robbery, without shootings. Many officers know Snelling from his years as a police academy trainer. He also commanded a district in the Southside neighborhood where he grew up. And that's not the only decision city council could make. A Chicago City Council panel took the first step yesterday toward building a 911 response model that does not include police. My colleague Mariah Waffle reports the Health Committee passed an ordinance to create a working group on mental health. In part, the group will explore how to expand citywide a pilot program that currently sends mental health professionals out on 911 calls. Matt Richards is with the Chicago Department of Public Health. He says of 1,200 calls answered through that pilot, none have led to arrests or use of force. And so we know that there's a large swath of 911 calls that can be appropriately addressed by teams that do not include police officers. And it also frees up public safety professionals to respond to matters that are more concretely related to public safety. And if passed by the full city council, the working group will develop an ordinance by next spring to sustain and expand the program. More than one million households in Illinois are eligible for energy assistance. But my colleague Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco reports that there will be less money available this year. Those funds are being cut by nearly a third from last year's peak funding to $280 million this year. Annually, funding for LIHEAP, or the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program in the state of Illinois, is stressed. Karen Lusson is with the National Consumer Law Center. We've got a drop in LIHEAP funding. We've got significant rate increases pending, and we've seen a significant increase in the number of customers in need of energy assistance. That may leave many of the state's vulnerable families confronting a harsh winter. The state will begin receiving applications October 2nd. And some other things you should know today. The clout-heavy property tax appeal law firm co-founded by Illinois' indicted former House Speaker Michael Madigan is operating under a new name. Madigan and Getzendanner was quietly rebranded this summer to Holland Hicks Law, led by two top lawyers at Madigan's old firm. 
Madigan faces racketeering and bribery charges, in part for allegedly trying to steer property tax appeal business to his one-time law firm. The Illinois Department of Agriculture has confirmed the first detection of the spotted lanternfly in Illinois. The invasive species from East Asia began spreading across the northeast U.S. after first being identified in Pennsylvania in 2014. The spotted lanternfly has been previously identified in states as nearby as Indiana and Michigan. State and federal partners are still determining the scope of the infestation. And today's weather, it's supposed to rain all day with temperatures reaching the high 60s. And then tomorrow should be dry and cloudy. Later today, many Chicago arts organizations released racial equity statements in 2020. How far have they come on some of those goals? A report from Enriched Chicago suggests they haven't made much progress, and it makes some suggestions for what should come next. The more racially diverse an arts and culture institution is, the more likely we are to see diverse stories on their stages, in their galleries. My Rundown co-host Aaron Allen talks to Enriched Chicago director Nina Sanchez about the organization's racial equity impact report. That's today at 2 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.